Life Coach podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined in the podcast studio from Miami, Florida, Yaima Morejon. Yaima, welcome Hi. to the show. Hi, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a great pleasure to be here and being able to share my journey with all of you. All right, I'm excited. Let me tell you a little bit about Yaima. Uh, she's a foreign attorney. She has obtained her, li- your, her license in law degree from Havana University in Cuba and her Juris Doctor degree from St. Thomas University School of Law. While working at the ONBC, Ms. Morejon handled criminal, civil, probate, and family cases. As a resident of Miami, she worked for a law firm that specialized in bankruptcy, foreclosure, and immigration matters. Eventually, Ms. Morejon decided to open her own law office to help her community and to continue her passion of practicing law. So let me, let me ask you, Yaima, what do you enjoy most about being an attorney? What I enjoy most is being able to help other people. I, I always feel very passionate about people who cannot defend themselves or they're shy or they don't have a voice or they don't know. So what I enjoy the most is actually seeing in my clients' faces when they're happy, when they appreciate of my work. And that's, that's what fills me up, being able to help other people to achieve their dreams or to correct a mistake or to get to where they want to go. Sure. Now, I want to hear more about that. Like when you talk about helping people, I love hearing the story behind the story. Like you remember a point in time where you were even before you were an attorney, where you just were thinking, you know, I I just want to help people. Like, do you remember whether it was in your childhood or even in adulthood? Do you remember the point where you just realizing, well, this is a little bit unique of a passion I have to help people? I mean, I guess it comes more from the fact that I like to argue and then being an attorney gives me that platform, being able to argue without other people getting mad at me as well. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just that I think you have to give back. If you've been blessed or given certain abilities that you're good at, you have to put them in good use to help everybody else. I don't remember a particular story or an anecdote that I can give you about why I decided to be people because I wanted to be an attorney since I remember since I was a child so I don't have a like to tell you this is the day that I decided I was going to be an attorney I don't have that since I have a memory I decided that I wanted to be an attorney and that I wanted to help people and and here I am so well, I love what you're saying. And one thing that you, 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 you grabbed me when you said this idea of if you have special abilities, it's your, you know, it's your responsibility to use those abilities. And for you, you know, as an attorney, the ability is to analyze, the ability to advocate for your people and to have their back and, and support them um, and really you know, defend them and, and protect them at times. It's a beautiful thing. And, and I want to speak to our listeners for a moment because Finding your uniqueness and then developing that uniqueness is, 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 is to me, it's, it's about calling. Like that's, that's what I hear from you. You've, you've discovered your calling. And even if it was um, this area of arguing and advocating for people, I think there's something, uh, there's something beautiful about this. So let, let, let me 
let me remind our listeners to find out your uniqueness, the special abilities that Yaima just shared. Find out your uniqueness and then use that uniqueness to serve and help other people. That is a beautiful, powerful thing. There's, everybody's good at doing something. It doesn't matter what it is. Everybody's good at doing something. And if you put what you're good at in service of everybody around you, the world's going to be a better place. Actually, I read a quote, I think it was this morning, where it says, if a person is, also, is always willing to serve the next door neighbor, the world will be a, a paradise. And I think that's, that's what I live for, to help others, to mm-hmm. help them get to where they cannot based on what I can do. I mean, right. I, I won't be there to paint or to, I don't know, to fix a car because that's not what I want, what I know how to do. Yes. So I use what I can do to help other people. I love that. I love that. I, I joke and tease all the time about myself that nobody's ever asked me to sing at their wedding. You know, nobody's ever asked me to tutor their high school son or daughter in chemistry. Like, they've never done that. But why? Those aren't areas that I'm good at. Like you were talking about working on, you know, working on cars. Like for me, it's it, it's 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 singing. Nobody's ever asked me to sing. But I've been asked to sing because I I I, I actually sing a little bit well. So I've been asked that 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 part I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But but still, for you, it's still using that gift that you have in singing. For, for, for you, I, 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 tapping into that as a responsibility of saying, I'm going to use this to help people or even inspire or encourage people with my singing. For me, it would just discourage the people if I sang. <laughs> now, but 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 I, 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 the concept you're getting at, it's one that's powerful because, again, people have never asked me to, to sing at their wedding, but they've asked me to speak at their wedding, you know, over and over. So I think that tapping into those gifts and unleashing them, as you mentioned, in service to people, it creates this kind of paradise that you just described. So talk about how did you decide to focus on immigration, family, bankruptcies, and foreclosures? So I'm an immigrant. I, um, I was actually born and raised in Cuba, in Havana. I moved to Miami when I was 25 years old. So I know the challenges that an immigrant faces when they get to the United States. And I was like fascinated to be able to offer not only legal advice, but like personal um, stories to my clients. And I was like, okay, well, this is an area that I, I, I might like. Also family, because my family is very tight and very united. And I, was, I always like um, the idea of protecting family and interest and bankruptcy and foreclosures because he's built in home you do bankruptcies mostly in miami they're about um protecting your your house because you're with a lot of debt so like all of those are interconnected and that's why i decided to focus my area of practice in this type of law right now i was actually thinking about expanding to entertainment law i think i have a couple more years of studying to be able to do that Hmm. Wow. Um, you know, what, what I hear your passion is for protecting the unity of the family, but also I, I'm hearing your empathy for knowing what it's like as an immigrant. So you can relate and connect with that experience. And now that you know what it's like, you're able to provide that, that protection and that hope for families to ultimately be together. 
Yeah, I make so many mistakes when I first moved to the United States. Me, even being an attorney, I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know what to do. And I made so many mistakes. And I don't want people to make the same mistakes as I did. I want to be able to help them. And some people, they really don't know what to do sometimes with their immigration case, or even if they had uh, a viable solution to stay legally in the country, to be able to legally work, to obtain uh, a green card, to obtain citizenship. So I can relate to them and I know exactly what they're going through. And I'm, I, I wanna help. I wanna be able to be there for them and advise them on what is the best path to follow. Yes, I think that piece of input insight right there, there's the insight of, I wanna help people not repeat my mistake. <laughs> you know, I think if everybody's had that approach and, and I think there's, there's, well, there's power in it. I, I love your vulnerability sharing that um, you made mistakes, right? And not like covering them up, oh, you know, not covering, not pretending like you didn't make any because we all no. make <laughs> But then sharing about them and then willing to help other people so they don't fall, they don't, they don't, they don't have the same mistakes in their life. I mean, everybody makes mistakes and you have two options, either to learn from them or dwell in them. So I learn from them. And sometimes there are big mistakes some that, that you, you have to get, I mean, your lesson is bigger. And sometimes you just don't want other people to have the same experiences if they're bad experiences. So that's why, especially in immigration, because I know that something that you do wrong, it's gonna cost you your staying, your being in the United States. You can get deported if you don't do this the, the right path, if you don't follow the right path and do the right steps. I, I always repeat to my clients, immigration, your immigration case starts in the second that you decide to immigrate not when you step a foot in the country no no it starts the second that you think in your mind okay i'm moving to this place and it ends the day that you receive your naturalization so it could be immigrant an immigration case can take up years and this is what people need to understand wow uh, i think uh, my mind's opening to the concepts now when in your practice and in your business, do you notice you primarily have a clientele in coming from, you know, certain um, certain places more than others? Yes. I mean, I'm in Miami. Miami is full of immigrants. So I have a, my, the majority of my client, even in, in other areas as family law and bankruptcy, they're from Latin America. So, yes, that's that's where all my clients are. I mean, specifically, again, Miami is full of Cubans like I am. So I have a lot of Cuban clients, but it's like even between all countries in Latin American. Got it. Okay. Very good. Very good. Now tell me about what, uh, what is one challenge as an attorney that you've faced and you've overcome? Um, you have to be very organized. When you're an attorney, you are constantly receiving information. You're constantly having to read to keep yourself updated with new changes, with new laws. And you have to be very, very organized in order to be able to access all that information. A lot of people think that attorneys are just like machines. Okay, we learn the law and that's it. And we repeat it. 
that's not how it works. We have to, like you said at the beginning, we have to analyze, we have to be able to apply the law. I cannot tell you by heart any law. I'll go and read it again because by reading it, I will know exactly if I missed something or or if I'm leaving something out. So we don't, we're not machines. We, we're not repeating the same thing. So there's a, a constant information coming in. And if you don't keep yourself organized, then it's just going to be a mess. Mm, wow. Um, organization. I think um, anybody in life can probably benefit from that tip of yes. organization and really tapping into that to make life easier for you because sometimes the lack of organization um this creates more stress and more problems in in in, in uh more obstacles for ourselves but i i like that you, you mentioned that and i also appreciate what you do as being a perpetual learner like you, you said like you're always reading and you're going back and then you're fortifying that understanding and you're digging a little bit more but um but, but i i love that component of what you do thank you i mean you always have to there's always something new to to learn every day and sometimes if you think you're an expert in some area you have to go back and read because you might miss something Mm-hmm. everybody doesn't know everything and that is something that I see attorneys uh, won't do especially when you have been practicing for so many years some attorneys are like I know everything and that's it and they don't study anymore and they, they think they know everything and they're missing maybe I'm sure they know everything I'm, I mean they have a lot of experience but sometimes they'll miss it's something very small because they just forgot forgot it or because they didn't keep uh, with the new and current law, what was happening? So I'm I'm always keeping keeping myself um, updated mm-hmm. with, especially in immigration. In the last year, I'll say probably two years, with laws are constantly changing. I have to keep myself updated all the time. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Um, no, I, I I respect that. I I think I respect the challenge to continue to learn and grow. Um, especially in your world where everything is shifting all the time. What, what have you found has been the best way for you to market your law firm? I mean, um, okay. I have a very interesting way of seeing this. I come from Cuba where um, in Cuba, we didn't have this much access to internet. Now we do a little bit better, but back in the day, we did not. So when I got here, I was like, okay, I think that the best way to do marketing is the, the old way, radio, TV, banners. And then I tried to do that, but that didn't work because generations are changing. I mean, when was the last time you actually watched TV? You watch Netflix, you watch other streaming services. Mm-hmm. You spend most of your time in your phone on social media one way or another. And then I was like, okay, this is obviously not working. So I'm gonna update myself. And I think that the best way to market my law firm is through social media. First, it seems more personal because, I mean, you're seeing constantly, you're updating what you're doing constantly then your potential clients can see what are you doing? How is your firm? What is the, um, the general message that you're trying to, to, to send them? And I think that's the best way. However, my absolute favorite, it's referrals. That's mm-hmm. the best. 
<laughs> I mean, when a happy client brings another client, that's that's the best one mm. that I can find. Yes, yes, yes. Um, one completely with you, one hundred percent. Referrals when one happy client brings another happy client. Those are those are um, sweet to the soul. And right. Now, now t- talk about social media. What's the, the what's been the the number one platform? that has helped you the most with, uh, from a marketing perspective? Because I think you're right, it, you know, maximizing social media, which, which platform have you found to be the most effective for you? Um, that depends what, I, what, I'm tr- what I try to advertise. For example, for my immigrants, um, for my immigration side, I like to do YouTube videos and I like to uh, focus on Facebook because a lot of Latin American people still use that platform actually that's the only one that they probably would use and then I used Facebook a lot for that and YouTube because I make small videos like two three minutes where I explain the law in a simple matter in a simple I'm sorry in a simple way so you can understand and I found that a lot of people like to actually see the videos instead of reading my blog because it's simpler plus they see my face they see my demeanor they 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 watch me explain better so that one would work for bankruptcy and family instagram is really powerful because that's where you show images and then that's very very powerful youtube also i mean i made my my youtube videos i made them about everything but images called a lot of attention especially for family cases bankruptcies and for brochures so that's what i use the most in that i love it i love it um I, I love that you're maximizing and you're considering where the people are and for and even different parts of your business work on different platforms. And, you know, whether it's immigration, YouTube and Facebook or it's family on Instagram and being aware of that, I think that I think that it's a savvy business move to understand where what, what what content works, where and how do people digest it? So I think I'm hearing a savvy businesswoman right here. <laughs> I try to. I mean, I, I need to keep on top of the business if it, if it, if I want it to work. Yes, yes. So, what advice would you offer someone just starting their career as an attorney? Do not get overwhelmed. Um, when you start, when you graduate from law school, you have this feeling that you might not know what to do, and that you don't know what direction to to take just sit down one day and um, analyze yourself and see what makes you happy because this is what you're going to be spending probably 10 to 12 hours a day doing. So if you're not happy and content with what are you doing, then don't, don't do that. So if you're starting your, your law career, sit down and say, okay, what area of law do I enjoy the most? And then follow that path. And um, do not be overwhelmed. Again, there's a lot of information. There's a lot that you will have to read. There's a lot that you will have to research. If you keep yourself organized and if you don't overwhelm yourself, you're in the right path. Yes, yes, yes. There's a, there's a concept that some of my family members use. They, 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 they say, uh, you know, tranquila, tranquila, you know, or... Uh, <laughs> yes. So when you were sharing that, that's the, that's the memory I had. Um, but, uh, but I think, uh, you know, thinking about purpose, what you describe, thinking about calling, um, thinking about what's most fulfilling, those are all things I heard you describe. 
Um, and, and again, I, I like how you we're talking about in the context of attorneys. And it, it also, the universal concepts that you just explained, they work everywhere. Anybody who's thinking about, you know, I talk to college students often and the college students are wondering the same question, but not necessarily in law, but they're asking, what am I going to do after graduating with a degree in business? Because there's so many directions. Do I start my own business? Do I work for somebody else? Do I pursue a leadership role? You know, and there's so many things to do, but I, but I love what you said about pausing and considering what's fulfilling, considering what you're um, passionate about to consider. Even I like, I like how you brought in the hustle component of what do you want to be doing for 10 to 12 hours a day? I mean, um, if you just want to do a regular job, you're still going to have to use eight hours of your day. So it's going to be, it's going to be hard if you're in, you don't enjoy what you're doing. In my case, I took the risk and I started my own law firm right out after law school here in the States. Um, and I sit down and again, and I was like, okay, what do I want to do? What area of law do I enjoy the most? What area of law will fulfill me more? Because I, this is my, I, I, this is my firm. And as, as you can see, I do everything from marketing to being the attorney. So I'm saying 10 to 12, sometimes it's more depending on the day and how much work I have. But yeah, you have to put your hours. Hopefully um, down the road, it will be less. But right now you have to fight for what you want. You have to, um, I think it's in the back in there, fight for your dreams because they won't come. Um, it's dreams don't work unless you do. That's exactly what you need to do. You need to put the hustle. You need to put the hours. You need to take the risk. And, and actually go for what you want. Mm, take the risk, jump in, dive into the water and, and stop this overanalyzing and thinking about it and hustle. I, I think that the hustle, you know, when I talk about um, building wealth, like to me, there's no way around diligence and hustle. Like that has to be a part of it. Like, you know, if you're, if you're not willing to put in the work, you know, building, building wealth, building your enterprise, building your, your empire, um, it's not going to be built very strong without that work ethic you're describing there. You need now, to also have a work-life balance. I mean, sometimes you're going to have to work 14 hours a day, but you need to know that there's a, a day in the week that you will have to sit down and be like, okay, today, I don't know, I'm going to eat popcorn and watch all rom-coms all day because that's, that's what I need. And you need to be able to balance that. Sure. Talk about that. I mean, because I know as an attorney that that, that comes up a lot, which is work-life balance. What helps you with that work-life balance? Um, again, organization is key. You need to know when to stop and when to take care of yourself. Um, you don't want to burn out. I love to travel. So I try to uh, use my free time to to. Uh, discover new places and being experienced uh, with new things and new people. So what I try to do is that um, I, I work, I work hard, but then I sometimes reward myself with, I don't know, five days of vacation every five to six months. And then I go somewhere new and I experience everything that I need to, um, that, that that place will have to offer me. And again, like the example that I give you, if at some point during the week you feel that you're not being as productive, because it's, that's something that you will have to check too. Um, if you work eight hours a day, but you're not as productive, 
you might as well not work. So if you feel that you need to spend six hours in front of the TV watching all reruns of Friends or something and eating popcorn, then do it. I mean, that's not something that you have to do every day, but once once in every two weeks, do it. That will help you. And then the next day you're going to feel better and you're going to be able to work not 12, maybe the whole day. Mm-hmm. Sure. When, when, I, when I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about the, the concept of gauging um, your productivity in what you're doing. And at times to completely disconnect for you, it's traveling or you mentioned the rom-coms or you mentioned that, you know, um, spending that time um, disconnecting, enjoying a TV show um, is it, it, are those pivotal things at times to recharge and replenish. Yeah, I mean, you have to know yourself. That's, that's one of the first things that you have to do. You have to know yourself and know exactly what do you need and when do you need to do it. Mm-hmm. And with all this information, again, it's because I receive so much information. Sometimes you just need to disconnect from all the information and then just relax. This is my time. I don't need to know anything new today. For four hours, the world is not going to end. I can just not know what's happening outside of my little bubble yes 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 because there's always another news article there's always another news video there's always something another post on again social media um but i like that you said you know sometimes it's okay not knowing for four hours what's happening everywhere else and just be okay with what's happening in your own space exactly (laughs) so 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 tell me um if someone was listening in that can do anything to support your law firm, what would that be? Bring people. <laughs> I mean, if you um, if you are a client and you're happy with my my work, refer me. If you like what you see in social media, share. It's you see it everywhere in social media. Let's help small business. Let's um, shop small. Let's do this but people don't actually do it. We're so used to the big companies and big names and then sometimes forget the little people. So if somebody is listening, you need to help the little people. It's if your friend opens a store, go and shop in that store. If you if 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 your friend is a it's a doctor and they open their own clinic, go go to them. I mean refer people, share the, the, small, the small guy, because it's really hard to compete against the big ones. And if you're listening and share, share the content, bring the clients, um, that's the best way that you can actually help. That's right. So if you're listening to this podcast, press pause right now and go over to Yaima um, Morejon. Remind them, what's your handle on Facebook? It's uh, Why Morejon Attorney PA. Why Morejon Attorney PA. That's on Facebook and Instagram? Yeah, that's on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Twitter and LinkedIn. You can follow me in all the social media platforms. Go subscribe, like, share. Yes. Do your part. Do your part. And, and, and if you're on Facebook, go ahead and give her that five-star rating while you're over there. Give her the five-star rating. That's and great. <laughs> and, and let her know that you, you, you know, you, you heard about her on the Strong Life Coach podcast. Just so we're spreading the love and showcasing um, Yaima's passion. Um, also, 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 subscribe to this podcast because you will learn a lot. I mean, 
if you're here and you're not subscribed, go ahead and click the subscribe button. You're, you're going to enjoy it. See, she's already returning the love. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so the final question of, of, the, of our time together is tell me, what are your favorite qualities of your favorite people? Um, okay, first I'll have to tell you which one are my favorite people. So that'll be able to tell you my favorite qualities. Um, one of my favorite people in this world is my sister. She is um, four years younger and um, I just love how enthusiastic she is. And even though she's younger, she's so wise. Sometimes I go crazy, sometimes I'm overwhelmed and sometimes I feel sad and trapped. And then she's always there like, you know what you need to do. Um, don't see the negative side. You have accomplished this, this and that and you have done this and this. So I just love how upbringing and how much um, joy she has in her life. Um, my dad is exactly like that. He will be, um, he will be happy all the time. And I think my passion for helping others, it comes from my father. He is the nicest person you ever meet in your life. He's so nice that sometimes he, I feel people take advantage of him because he will do, he will go out of his way to, to help you. I don't know if you need a tie and he doesn't have a tie, he'll be like, but you know what? I know a friend and he knows a friend and I know he has a tie. So I'm going to talk to my friend. So he talks to his friend and he will give you a tie. And you, <laughs> so that, that's, that's something in my family. And then my mom, she's so caring. My mother is, um, she she worries about everything and and i love that about her she's always in the little details she's so caring she wants she wants everything to be um like like perfect and she cares about what we do and what are we doing and how are we doing it and um don't put this thing here because it might look bad in the video or just stray this part here in your dress she's so caring and i love that so i think those are the three most important um things that i that i, that I care about my, my three favorite things about the people the caring the joy and the willingness to help other people mm. and it sounds like you know not only do you love that about them but it sounds like even from spending some time with you just today that those are qualities that you have as well so it, it's I try awesome. to. <laughs> right right no but it, it's, it's great to hear that their influence over you and and it's always encouraging to hear the gratitude you have for their joy or their kindness and their their wisdom that you mentioned with your sister. But I love that. I love that. So um, if if they're if they, they get a chance to listen to this part of the podcast, I want to tell you, you know, you are well done with the positive influence on Yaima. Um, and, and, and she's radiant right now, just talking about you all. I got I, of course on the video version, you could see that. If you're listening, you'll have to go watch the video version. But fantastic. Well, well um, Yaima, thank you for spending some time with me on the Strong Life Coach podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really enjoyed this interview. I mean, this could be the highlight of my day today. Hey, come on. Come on. I love it. I love it. Well, if you're listening in, um, again, of course, go follow Yaima um, on, on all the social media platforms. I'll put her contact information in the notes so you can know exactly how to go connect with her on all of the platforms. Of course, if you're, if you're um, over on Apple Podcasts, go give it the five-star rating 
Remember to subscribe and we will connect with you on the next episode.